Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A quiz of ice and fire. Hello there, listeners, and thanks for tuning in today for another Quiz of Ice and Fire. I'm Lady Guinevere, and today I'm bringing you our 20-second quiz. And as always, we want to thank our generous patrons for their continued support, which unlocked this bonus feature for everyone. And speaking of patrons and bonus features, if you're not already a patron and you're interested in becoming one, be sure to check out our campaign at patreon.com slash radiowesteros where you'll see all patrons gain access to patron-exclusive episodes, as well as early access privileges, opportunities for shout-outs, and more. And now, let's get started with our quiz. This is our 22nd quiz, like I said. So, the quiz of Ice and Fire is over the legal drinking age, and in honor of that, and the festive season that we find ourselves in, we've chosen alcohol and intoxicants not only as our topic, but as the theme of our production today. And so to help us keep that leitmotif, we've invited some special friends back to the show for our very first drunk quiz. Thank you for joining us today, Chloe and Haley. We've got Chloe from Girls Gone Cannon and Haley Bowery from The Manimals. Uh, super to have you gals here with us for this. Thanks for having us. Thanks so much for having me back. We're so excited. Yeah. It's so nice to see you both. It's been too long. Um, Want to also say that you both um, have in the past been hosts of uh, drinking podcasts. Uh, Chloe with uh, Drunk Song of Ice and Fire and Haley drinking Game of Thrones. So obviously when we started thinking about this podcast, you guys were the natural guest hosts for us we have a lot of experience (laughs) very much so (laughs) yes (laughs) very wizened livers okay so before we uh dive into quizland um just a little chat about how is this uh drinking thing is gonna work um drink if you don't know the answer to a question however we do encourage you to be healthy and drink water if you do know a question. That's uh, pretty much it. Uh, take a minute to describe what we are drinking. Um, we are not a video podcast, so we can't show you. But uh, I can tell you that I have some uh, ice and fire shots here. And a lovely uh, jello shooter concoction that we're calling uh, Dothraki Horseheart. And uh, a brown ale, lovely brown ale, in honor of Masha Heddle, who brewed the finest brown ale in the Riverlands. So, uh, what do you got, Haley? Oh, right here I have a uh, an ale in a polished horn, a la Robert at Attorney kind of situation here. And then I also have uh, something that I'm calling Wildfire, and it's green, and it's going to knock me out. <laughs> <laughs> Just hope it doesn't burn too much. No, it's delicious. <laughs> or consume. Mm. <laughs> right. <laughs> consume the wildfire, not the other way around. Right. Uh, what do you got, Chloe? I am drinking some lemon sweet, some alcoholic lemon sweet. You might remember it from A Feast for Crows in Dorne, where Arien gives lemon sweet and dates and cheese and olives to Marcella in The Queen Maker. Yes, I do indeed remember that. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretending summer's still here. Oh, yes. It's not, it's though. No, it's gone. It's most definitely It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> We're all in the Northeast, so, um, yeah, winter came early for us this year. 
Uh, even even though officially we still have a week to go before it is winter. Um, I don't know about you guys, but we've already got about two feet of snow. <laughs> I have nothing. I'm very lucky. We still have nothing. Nothing stuck. But tomorrow I've heard is the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sam, we've got winds of winter. It's whistling outside. Yeah. <laughs> they are blowing. Blowing, ladies. Ooh. Well, it's bound to happen. So um, if you have snow on the ground or snow falling or wind whistling outside your windows it's a great time to uh settle in in front of a cozy fire get yourself some sort of uh, festive beverage and get ready to quiz with us and if you are keeping score remember to have pen paper whatever you do to keep track of yourself handy uh, because in honor of this occasion we have 22 questions all loosely related to wine alcohol the characters who consume them and the places that they are consumed in so uh, get ready. See how many you can score. Uh, we raise the number of questions for this one. Uh, maybe that gives you more opportunity to score higher than usual. Maybe the opposite. <laughs> but we love to hear your scores and um, just let us know. So as always, uh, guests go first. So we are going to start with you, Chloe, for question one. Varys and Illyrio have a plot to place a boy upon the Iron Throne, allegedly Aegon VI, uh, and also allegedly a feigned baby that Tyrion calls the Pisswater Prince, traded out for a tanner's son for Rhaegar's infant son in the sack. We want to know the price that was paid for this kid. Hmm. Something to do with alcohol, alcohol. perhaps? Maybe, maybe. Maybe. Based on its presence in this quiz. Uh, yes. Yeah. Again, we want to know what the price was paid for the Pisswater Prince being traded out for Aegon Targaryen. Okay. All right. I think hopefully some of you know that. Uh, over to Haley for question two. But first, I was going to do a ceremonial uh, shot to get us <gasps> started. Oh, so. boy. Oh, yes. Um, yes. Seeing as how I uh, wrote the quiz, if we wait for me to not know the answer to a question to drink, um, <laughs> I won't drink. <laughs> and you have so many drinks available to you. Right and now. I have loads of drinks lined up here. So I'm going to do the, the, uh, the first shot just to get us, get us rolling. Right. So this is my uh, ice and fire shot. Cheers. Bottoms so, up. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Icy and fiery. Holy cow! <laughs> All right. All right. Mead. It's a sweet beverage made from fermented honey, enjoyed all over Westeros, Essos, and the far north. Also, I enjoy it. What character is introduced as the Mead King of Ruddy Hall? Mm. Yes. Who is he? I love that question. <laughs> I had forgotten. Well, I love Mead, and I love the character. So, anyways, question three now. Just as in our own world, rum is made from uh, sugar cane and is a favorite drink of sailors. In A Feast for Crows, Sam and Gilly drink spiced rum aboard the Cinnamon Wind, where another notable event occurs and concerns a cask of blackbelly rum. For half a point each, what is the event that happens on board the cinnamon wind and how does it involve a cask of rum and no it does not involve a fat pink mask <laughs> in a clash of kings you're in the black brother takes a wooden practice sword to Arya's behind after she attacks hot pie with it he gives her this remedy afterwards to help with the sting well we're gonna say Remember that um, we cast kind of a wide net here. So uh, as a hint, you know, you, you have to keep open your mind maybe to things beyond beer and wine and rum. So that's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of stuff can get you messed up. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Doesn't have to be a liquid. <laughs> all right. 
The strongest painkiller in the known world is used by characters from the Iron Islands to Slaver's Bay and is known to be highly addictive, so most maesters would use it very sparingly. But we do see a number of POV and secondary characters under its influence. What is this drink? Probably inspired by a real-world substance called... Mm. Question six. In A Dance with Dragons, Bran is given a paste of weirwood seeds that he's told will awaken your gifts and wed you to the trees. What is the name of the child of the forest who brings the paste to him? I know you probably thought I was going to ask a different sort of question there, but uh, no, I want to know, I'm going to focus on the person or individual in this case. Plot twist. Yeah, it's not about the actual <laughs> paste and what might be in it. We could talk about that for ages, but uh, yeah. That actual paste does relate to question number seven of the quiz. Mm-hmm. The thick blue liquid drunk by the warlocks of Karth is called the wine of warlocks, but it technically sounds a little bit more like a decoction made from the inky blue leaves that grow on the black barked trees found around the house of the undying. We see Piatpri, Euron Greyjoy, and Daenerys drink this, and it's also given to Victarion and Aaron Greyjoy by their brother Euron. What is it called? Well, what is it called? Talk about opening the mind. Mm, it's the mind opener. as cat of the canals in a feast for crows Arya gets instruction about all types of poison at the house of black and white in bravos her teacher the waif tells her that sweet sleep is the gentlest of poisons a few grains will slow a pounding heart and stop a hand from shaking and make a man feel calm and strong a pinch will grant a night of deep and dreamless sleep Three pinches will produce that sleep that does not end. And in the same book, we see another character repeatedly dosed with just a pinch of sweet sleep. So tell us who that is. We've now veered into poisons. Isn't alcohol? Yes. There is a deep commentary here. (laughs) (laughs) What is your poison? (laughs) Okay. Question nine about dream wine. Dream wine is described as wine sweetened with honey with just enough of the poppy to help relieve one's pain. We see Hostra Tully, Jamie, Sansa, and Tyrion all given it by maesters uh, to relieve their pain. But we also see it prescribed to one character by his grandfather as a punishment. And we want to know who that is. One of my favorite scenes. (laughs) Perfect. So I'm going to drink and honor that because it's one of my favorite scenes. <laughs> oh, I'll drink as well. I need to finish this horn of wine because it can't stand up on its own. So I need to get rid of it. <laughs> Bottoms up. <laughs> Question 10. Throughout A Storm of Swords, we meet a mix of people who consume wine called the Wine of Courage, which is made from nightshade, bloodfly larva, Black Lotus Root, and Many Secret Things. Who are these people? Mm-hmm. They're courageous, is my guess. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a, that's a wild mix. <laughs> oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Question 11. Red wine heated with honey, raisins, and spices such as cinnamon and cloves is a warm and soothing drink that we see consumed by a number of characters, but it's mentioned with the greatest frequency as the drink of choice. Where? This is, this is a good question for people that enjoy a search of ice and fire, perhaps. You, you could mm-hmm. maybe, you know. Uh, okay. Question uh, 12 has to do with the Dothraki. What drink specific to Dothraki culture is drunk in great quantities at Danny's wedding to Drogo and is despised by her brother Viserys? Hmm. Probably would be despised by me. <laughs> Probably. You know? But I'm not um, sure how I feel what? on it. I'm not. Doesn't sound great. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really. <laughs> 
to relate another Daenerys question, question 13, which SOC marketplace does Daenerys see a potent magical elixir made of virgin's milk and shade of the evening in? Mm-hmm. They're all about milk out yeah. there. So. <laughs> uh, um, their people must have evolved past uh, milk intolerance. Yes. Good for them, really. Really. So. <laughs> yes. oh my gosh. How are we saying this? Uh, Hippocras? Okay. All right. Number 14. Hippocras is a sweet golden spiced wine, often served heated and notably produced at High Garden. What northern lord is noted to favor Hippocras over the other vintages by at least two POV characters in A Storm of Swords? So that's which lord really enjoys his Hippocras. Or sorry, nope. There. <laughs> that's which lord. Uh, favors Hippocras. Yes. So, what hipster lord loves his Hippocras? Oh, well, shit. It's a lord. It's a lord. It's a dude. <laughs> it's okay. I guess it is. You two are fired. Yeah. What hipster lord loves their Hippocras? Okay. We're still talking about wine in question 15. And poison now. Many characters are poisoned by wine in A Song of Ice and Fire, and we want you to name three of them. As a hint, not everyone who is poisoned by wine dies, and unlike our usual quiz, uh, unlike our usual quiz questions on this one, we will accept answers from the histories. So if you have uh, people that you can think of from history, uh, in addition to from the main series um, that works for us, but there are more than three. There's plenty from the main. So series. how many do you drink for, for this <laughs> shot, yeah. a shot per person? <laughs> I think so. One per person that you, that you can come up with. Maybe, maybe if you can think of, you know, I mean, on our list here, we have about eight people listed. So, no, we don't advocate that. Maybe knowledge is not power in this instance. Maybe this is where you should drink some water. Maybe one shot and two shots of water. Yeah, good ratio. That's what you can do for this question. Please. There are a lot of heavy drinkers in the series. Question 16 is these people, known as drunkards, name three drunkards from history. So history, now, maybe even future if you see them on coming in a uh, a windy chapter. Is that accepted? We don't know. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Three drunkards, name them. And same mm-hmm. thing, one shot, two of water. <laughs> and we don't yes. count. Us three drunkards yeah. don't count. as good answers. <laughs> yeah, you cannot name no. us. <laughs> we definitely have right. to be in the books. <laughs> That'd be very meta. I like it. Um, number 17. In A Song of Ice and Fire, we hear about a number of wines made from things other than grapes, including fire wine, pepper wine, persimmon wine, and smokeberry wine. This question is, in whose viewpoint do we hear these wines being offered for sale? Offered for sale? I feel like there's a... I hope you can tell me because I want to go buy them. Mm, Right? They sound Mm -hmm. delicious. I like smokeberry. Sounds really nice. (laughs) Yeah, smokeberry wine, pepper wine. Mm. (laughs) Interesting. Okay, so from wine to beer. Beer is as popular and varied in Westeros as it is in our own world. Um, Not quite sure they have the sort of plague of microbrews that we have here. I mean, not that that's a plague, but they're just everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) However, they do drink stouts, nut brown ales, pale ales, barley beer, pepper beer, and autumn beer. Those are just a few of the the named varieties of beer. Uh, We are interested in a fine brown ale, served by a woman named Masha Heddle. For half a point each, tell us where she served this ale in A Game of Thrones and why she isn't serving it anymore in A Clash of Kings. And I am going to drink my fine brown ale in honor of Masha right now. Same. Cheers. (laughs) Bottoms up. Cheers, Masha. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cheers. Pour it out. Question 19. 
We visit a wine sink called the Lazy Eel in White Harbor in A Dance with Dragons through the eyes of this character's point of view. Which character goes to the Lazy Eel? A vile, vile wine they serve at this place, I hear. <laughs> Among other things. Uh, so, let's go. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> Among lazy eels, apparently. <laughs> That's what we called our um, bar uh, where we made our cocktails for our Drinking Game of Thrones podcast. It was called the, the lazy, lazy eel. eel because they were all pretty vile, <laughs> <laughs> vile, vile concoctions. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> number 20. A Feast for Crows opens at an inn in Old Town. For half a point each, what's the name of the inn and what drink are they famous for serving? Mm. We may have talked about this in a recent episode of Radio Westeros, so hope you get that one. Uh, now, question 21. Uh, we did ask a question about a cask of rum from A Feast for Crows earlier, but now we want to know about a cask of wine from A Dance with Dragons. There was something hidden in a squat little cask that arrived at Pentos early in A Dance with Dragons, and we want to know what... Hmm. What could be squat-shaped and fit in that barrel? <laughs> and for our final question, we visit we visit a tavern known as the Stinking Goose in Maidenpool. We go to this tavern two times in the books and see four named characters in this rather unsavory place. Name all four of those characters that we see at the Stinking Goose in Maidenpool. Mm, this is hard. We sometimes ask you for a two-parter. We had a couple of three three-part answers in this quiz already, but we want all four characters. We will accept nothing less. And I am going to double down and say you have to get all four to get the oh. point on this question. It's a toughie. So, it's a toughie. But if you uh, if you know you're a feast for crows, it won't be all that hard. So. Use your little noggins. Give us those four names. Okay, well, here we are at the midpoint of the quiz. So that was our final question. Um, I am going to drink another ice and fire, and uh, we will be back in just a minute with your answers. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And we are back. Here we are in the second half of the quiz with your answers and we're going to go directly over to Chloe for the answer to question one. Question one. We wanted to know what the price was for the changeover of the Pisswater Prince for Aegon Targaryen during the sack of King's Landing. That price was a jug of Arbor Gold. Uh, very fitting. Lies in Arbor Gold. I thought that was good. That was some... 
That was some Tanner's son from Pisswater Bend whose mother died birthing him. His father sold him to Lord Varys for a jug of Arbor Gold. He had other sons, but had never tasted Arbor Gold. Varys gave the Pisswater boy to my lady mother and carried me away. That's it. How many times did we get you to say Arbor Gold there? I think like three or four. Do I have to drink for every one of those? Maybe you should. Oh, God. Ah! It was so appropriate. Do it. Yes. Yes. I see your plans. I see your plans, Lady Gwyn. All right. Number two was about the Mead King of Ruddy Hall. Who was that? It was Tormund Giantsbane. Uh, So when Mance introduces Tormund to John, uh, he says, Before you stands Tormund Giantsbane, tall talker, horn blower, and breaker of ice. And here also, Tormund Thunderfist, husband to bears, the Mead King of Ruddy Hall, speaker to gods and father of hosts. A lot of titles, almost as many as Daenerys. Torment. (laughs) I toast torment. Yeah, to torment. You know, this is very appropriate. Hmm. Yeah, I think it definitely. He's rivals Daenerys, (laughs) and I will tell you that I had forgotten the vast majority of his extra titles. So um, yeah, I'll drink to that. (laughs) It was. It was good to be reminded. Of some of these. Speaker to gods. I mean, what is that all about? <laughs> what day did that happen that he was named Speaker to gods? <laughs> Speaker to gods. I'm down with all of them, except for that one. I, I want to know more about that. <laughs> okay, question three had to do with rum. Uh, in a feast for crows, Sam and Gilly drink spiced rum while they're traveling aboard the Cinnamon Wind. But something else happens while they're on the Cinnamon Wind, and it concerns a cask of Black Belly Rum. So we wanted to know what was the event and how did it involve the cask of rum, half a point each. The very, very sad event is Maester Eamon dies aboard the Cinnamon Wind. And the cask of rum comes into it when uh, Kohoru Mo absolutely forbids a funeral pyre aboard the ship, which, you know, no big surprise there. So they put Eamon's corpse inside the cask of black belly rum to preserve it until the ship reached Old Town. So um, cheers, Maester Eamon. Um, now his watch you know. is ended. <laughs> drink. Now his watch, watch is ended. ended. We are drinking. You know, my co-host Eliana, who's been on before for the quiz episodes as well, over at Girls Gone Canon at Ice and Fire Con a couple years ago, was really attempting to make a Maester Eamon rum cask drink. <gasps> yes. I love that. <laughs> yes. Um, it's pretty gross. How did, she, about it. how did she get the delicate flavor of desiccated corn? <laughs> you know, I actually, I've been trying to send her some, uh, some of those crazy Halloween drinks you can make like with peach schnapps look like a hemorrhage oh, in a drink or yeah. some like, crazy crap. I'm not sure. I don't remember what she did. I think there was like a gummy something in it though. I was just going to say, yeah, actually. <laughs> That's kind of her answer say, is just put a gummy in it. Now that we're talking about this, I do, I remember actually having one, I think. And there was like, a gummy. There was a little thing with an odd texture. <laughs> Yes, that was uh, that was the drink for the question. Exactly. Wow. Uh, every year she has a new one at Ice and Fire Con, so can't wait for next year. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. that was good. That was creative. So, yeah. Question four. We asked what remedy Yorin gives Arya after taking a wooden practice sword to her butt. Uh, this remedy helped with the sting. What was it? It was sour leaf. Sour leaf, you might remember Masha Heddle also chews it pretty often. It turns her mouth red. It gives you pink spit. And it actually has narcotic properties, suggested by Yorin, who gives it to Arya to soothe her pain on her butt. Uh, the characters who are mentioned as chewing sour leaf habitually are likely addicted to it. Mm, it's kind of like, I mean, I don't know. It's like, it's like any drug. It's the only thing remotely like tobacco in A Song of Ice and Fire, mm-hmm. uh, but more like chewing tobacco. Um, but, you know, it's obviously also got this uh, this drug-like quality to it. Might be like a coca leaf, too. Like, uh, if it has a sort of uh, pain relief yeah. quality. That's kind of weird. Yeah. Actually, I think, don't people chew coca leaves? In- yeah. In South America. Yeah. So there you have it, folks. I guess um, that it, that is what we're likening sour leaf to. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can't. All right. 
cocaine. All right. So <laughs> number five was uh, the strongest painkiller in the known world. Uh, highly addictive. Maesters use it very sparingly. But we hear about it a lot. We uh, see POV and secondary characters under his influence. And that drink was milk of the poppy. And uh, we see John Aaron, Ned, Robert, Jon Snow, Hoster Tully, Tyrion, Doran Martell, Robert Aaron, and Quentin Martell all treated with it. Um, and poppy milk, uh, on a <laughs> real world uh, note, is actually a drink that features in Russian and Lithuanian Christmas Eve festivities, which I assume it doesn't uh, knock you out like uh, yeah. an opiate. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> I think it's literally brewed up poppy seeds, so I don't mm. think it has quite the, the the pop or the pow of, of, of actual <laughs> milk, pow. whatever, milk of the poppy is, uh, yeah, is an actual opiate kind of, um, yeah, I use it very sparingly because the, um, some people get addicted to it, like um, Gregor the game apparently has a milk of the poppy addiction so don't be like gregor <laughs> take your milk of the poppy sparingly <laughs> all right get your calcium elsewhere <laughs> exactly <laughs> ask your maester first before you <laughs> and if you have headaches we we recommend tylenol or ibuprofen rather than milk of the poppy <laughs> okay uh question six in A Dance with Dragons, uh, Bran was given that weirwood seed paste, which was supposed to awaken his gifts and bind him to the trees. Our question was, who was the children of the forest or the child of the forest who gave the paste to him? And the answer is Snowy Locks. Uh, Snowy Locks is mentioned several times. She's the white-haired one named by Mira, Snowy Locks. Uh, she carries a weirwood bowl in her hands carved with a dozen faces like the ones the heart trees wore and inside it is a white paste thick and heavy with dark red veins running through it so she gives that to bran and uh away we go with bran and his weirwood paste so yum topic for another day <laughs> really <laughs> a, dr- a drug in its own right exactly. yes, yes. You know, I mean, if that's what you're into, right? <laughs> we'll flip the script for question number seven, which is blue, not red. And it is a thick blue liquid. The warlocks of Karth drink it. Euron Greyjoy imbibes in it constantly. It is made from the inky blue leaves that grow on the black barked trees outside of the House of the Undying, a complete opposite of the Weirwood. What is this called? It's called Shade of the Evening. Ah, uh, you might remember Euron drinking it. Euron drank deep from his own cup and smiled. Shade of the evening, the wine of the warlocks. I came upon a cask of it when I captured a certain Galeas out of Carth, along with some cloves and nutmeg, forty bolts of green silk, and four warlocks who told a curious tale. Hmm. Four warlocks. Hmm. <laughs> uh, can we do a little, uh... Winds of Winter, yeah, spoiler, so block your ears or something, mute us, <laughs> yes. something, put your fingers in your ears if you don't want a T-Wow spoiler, but we found out in the Forsaken chapter that one of those warlocks was none other than Pia Pri. Yes, because so. they go, Pri, 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 oh! <laughs> Bummer. <laughs> Bummer, Pi. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Mm. Okay, number, here we are. Number eight. Uh, hmm, hold on one second. <laughs> I drank a whole <laughs> horn of tequila. beer. <laughs> and now I'm on tequila. All right. <laughs> All right. So number eight was about Arya getting instruction about all types of poisons at the House of Black and White. Um, and her teacher tells her about sweet sleep. Um, so who was given doses of just a pinch of sweet sleep in the story. And that answer was Sweet Robin. Uh, 
Peter Baelish suggests that Maester Coleman give his stepson sweet sleep and his milk several times, apparently to stop his shaking fits, but Coleman expresses concern about the frequency of the doses since the drug builds up in the system of the patient, causing many readers to suspect that Littlefinger's intent is actually the slow poisoning death of the young lord. Which is very sad. Boo. It's very sad. Boo, Boo. Peter. Boo. Boo. Get a job. Get a job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. All right. So question nine. Dream wine uh, was, uh, it's that wine sweetened with honey and just enough of the poppy to relieve pain. Uh, we asked about the character who was prescribed it not as relief from pain, but as a punishment. So who was that is what we wanted to know. And of course, the answer is Joffrey. Uh, I love this scene so much. <laughs> In A Storm of Swords, Tyrion 6, Joff gets sassy with Tywin at a small council meeting. He says to his mother, my father won all the battles. He killed Prince Rhaegar and took the crown while your father was hiding under Casterly Rock. It says the boy gave his grandfather a defiant look. A strong king acts boldly. He doesn't just talk. <laughs> so Tywin's answer, uh, it, this is Tyrion's point of view, of course, and it says that his answer was given with a courtesy so cold it was like to freeze their ears off. He says, thank you for that wisdom, your grace. Sir Kevin, I see the king is tired. Please see him safely back to his bedchamber. Pycelle, perhaps... Some gentle potion to help his grace sleep restfully. And Pycelle suggests dream wine. And Joffrey says, I don't want any dream wine. And Lord Tywin just kind of says, yeah, okay. Dream wine will serve. Just, you know, move move along, Joffrey. Um, I just, I don't know why I love that so much. But um, Joffrey (laughs) gets, Joffrey, who has been such a total asshole, gets sent to bed by his grandfather. (laughs) So that was uh, that was it. Hope you got that one, and if you didn't, um, I hope you drank. <laughs> Question ten: Which group of people do we meet in a storm of swords who drink the wine of courage, a wine that is made from nightshade, bloodfly larva, black lotus root, and many secret things? The people who drink the Wine of Courage are the Unsullied. Wine of Courage was created by the Astapori and given to the Unsullied at every meal from the day they are cut, so the eunuch soldiers are more able to endure pain. It's basically a numbing agent, which makes the drinker feel less and less with each consumption. Whoa. So, a little harsh, a little dark. It's a little harsh, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Do you mm-hmm. think George doesn't like war? Maybe. I don't know. What is he trying to say? Kidding. I'm getting a hint, maybe a small sort of yeah. That might be the black lotus in that root. direction. Yeah, or the the blood fly larva. Oh. Remember that blood flies uh, you know, were part of Drogo's uh arc as well. He hated blood flies. And the the way Danny noticed that he was um, that he had finally been wounded and was in very desperate condition was when he didn't shoo the blood flies away from himself. So, um, yeah, that's just random, but you know, it's just to say, it's not the first time we've heard of blood flies. They seem like a creepy old thing. And these are their larvae. It's even worse. <laughs> I wonder if Drogo was being bitten by. Blood fly. He said he have like blood fly larva in his Ugh. under his skin. Like, is that too? Did I go too far? <laughs> yep. I don't know. Are we getting drunk, guys? <laughs> <laughs> All right, number eleven. All right. This was about the red wine that has all these delicious things in it. Honey, raisins, spices. Um, it's a warm, soothing drink. Some pl- you, where would you drink that? Some place where you'd want to stay warm. The answer was the wall slash the Night's Watch. Um, because most of the mentions of this mulled wine happen up at the wall and amongst the yeah. Night's Watch. That's right. Yeah, that's right. They seem to favor it very much. So... Um, I think I would favor it too. Um, something I might be trying as we uh, are in this festive season. So why not try some mulled wine? 
Uh, question 12 had to do with the Dothraki uh, drink of choice that was uh, consumed in great quantities at Danny's wedding to Drogo. Uh, her brother Viserys absolutely despised it. This could be maybe the only time I agree with Viserys, actually. Uh, fermented mare's milk. Uh, it says that at Danny's wedding, they gorged themselves on horse flesh, roasted with honey and peppers, drank themselves blind on fermented mare's milk. Um, I don't know. It just doesn't appeal. Uh, but, you know, to each their own. Uh, speaking of fermented milks, uh, it's not just the Dothraki who enjoy fermented milk. The Jogos Nye drink fermented Zorse milk, and the Norvoshi favor a fermented goat's milk that they call Nasa. So. I think it's a texture thing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Do you guys like white Russians? I mean, I don't like milk and with my alcohol, <laughs> personally. Not really. No. No, not for me. No. Yeah, no. I mean, at this time of year, I might drink, um, you know, eggnog or, mm. or Bailey's. Sure. On ice. But uh, that's very sparingly and few and far between, and it's not... Um, not fermented mare's yeah. milk. <laughs> It's, first of all, the milk itself is not fermented in those in those examples. So, yeah, <laughs> fermented Zorse milk. That's oh. So funny. Daenerys doesn't <laughs> only see fermented mare's milk uh, as a weird drink along the way. We also have Daenerys finding in in an SOC marketplace a potent magical elixir made of virgin's milk and shade of the evening. We wanted to know what marketplace and which place this was. This was in Karth. Danny sets out exploring Karth and sees many weird things. There are tons of things in this marketplace, like carved onyx, dried squids, bronze daggers, milk and shade of the evening. The milk from the Virgin is one of those weird things, and they do not know where the milk comes from. Hmm. I, I mean, you know, for, <laughs> honestly... Virgin's milk? Like, <laughs> do, do they actually know how we get milk? How do they check? We don't does know. Does George know like, why does George milk know comes why, in? <laughs> where milk comes from in, pe- you know, in mammals? Right. It's, I don't know, George. I, I don't know. I think that virgins seem to... Okay. <laughs> um, you know, here we are talking about the Dothraki twice in a row, and I have not had the chance to um, do my... Um, to consume my horse's heart. Oh, so, oh yeah. Um, I'm going to take this opportunity here in between question 13 and 14 uh, before we move to another area altogether um, to consume this horse heart, which is jiggly and it has solids <laughs> and things that, I don't know. So just with, uh, without further ado, I'm eating a horse heart. We're here for you as the Dosh Colleen to (laughs) encourage you. Mm. We want you to have this stallion who will mount the world. (laughs) Well, so do I. (laughs) I guess you have to eat the whole thing without stopping. You're allowed to gag a little, (laughs) I think. That's what the show taught me. Yeah, that's all I know. (laughs) At least you learned something from the show. Not just how to drink and know things. That's right. the alternate Ooh. title of this quiz episode, right? <laughs> but we're, we're drinking when we don't know. When we know nothing. <laughs> oh. Woo! Okay. She did it. <laughs> Good job. Okay. Well, I am blessed, apparently, you know, by the... The Dosh Colleen. Thank you very The Great much. Stallion is smiling down on you. The Great Stallion. <laughs> Holy moly. Where are we? That was, that was you, this heart. last one, okay. Chloe? So, Does this mean? Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Hippocras, that's what it is, right? Yes. I feel like I should drink for Hippocras because I have no idea how to say it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This was about Hippocras. Um, somebody, uh, some northern lord really loves it. Some hipster lord, as we determined. And that is our boy, Roose Bolton loves that hippocrat so uh, both jamie and catlin talk about that that Roos will always pick hippocrats over the other wines on offer mm. 
I don't know what what we're trying to say about Roos or what George is trying to say about Roos here. But. <laughs> He's picky. Um, <laughs> I don't know. He likes bold choices. Yeah. Right. He, he, he likes laying and choice. wearing pink. Yes. Mm. Um, yes. Oh, well, uh, there we go. Maybe. I don't know. He's also, um, Hippocrates is noted to be from, uh, most notably produced by Highgarden, but areas in the south. So maybe we're sort of, maybe it's this sort of like hint that he's not loyal to the north he's not like your ale swilling northern lord that would be yeah. like the typical that's a very good so, point i'm yeah. gonna drink for that point a little bit of I'll southern ambitions right there <laughs> <I know. clears throat> i'm drinking ale you know <laughs> just like the anti so. <laughs> well we wouldn't want you to be a hippocrass <laughs> <laughs> very good <laughs> <laughs> Okay, is anyone here drinking wine? I am, ish. Lemon Sweet has wine okay. in it right now. Okay, Somehow. stop right now. <laughs> it's question. <laughs> question fifteen had to do with poisoned wine, so um, we wanted to know the names of three characters who were poisoned by wine in A Song of Ice and Fire, and. Um, Definitely give us three names, but uh, it doesn't have to be someone who died because not everyone who gets poisoned by wine actually dies. And you could pull in answers from the histories as well, which is a a departure for our quizzes. Usually we stick to the main series. So here were some of the ones that we came up with. Uh, John Aaron, Circe, who did not die. She became very sick when Tyrion poisoned her wine. Crescent. Uh, he really died. And Joffrey, they both died of the same thing. Uh, Daenerys was, uh, it was an attempt. She didn't actually drink the wine. And um, in history, uh, people such as Lord Merton's Septon Moon and his guard, which, uh, that's a pretty epic one. Uh, Ulf the White, Hobart Hightower, uh, I think they were together during the Dance of the Dragons, and Aegon II. Uh, if you came up with others and you want to give us answers that aren't on that list, as long as we can verify them, we will accept them, right? So, people who were poisoned. It reminds me of the season finale or series finale of Game of Thrones party that Game of Owns and the Manimals threw, where there <laughs> were poisoned drinks. They were very fun. We had some very fun poisonous drinks at that party. <laughs> Oh yeah, we did. Um, awesome. We did sweet sleep, uh, tears of lease, and the strangler, which is a favorite of mine. <laughs> for any any trash drink, <laughs> is just dump everything in it. That's the strangler now. <laughs> but if you are drinking wine for this last uh, for for this quiz, you should uh, bottoms up for that last question. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Accept your fate. Mm. <laughs> We see a lot of heavy drinkers in A Song of Ice and Fire, probably that have also just bottomed up their glasses as we have. Uh, we call them drunkards, some of them. Examples from history are accepted for this question. We wanted you to name three drunks from A Song of Ice and Fire. Some of the ones we came up with. Uh, Septon Celador, Robert Baratheon, Merit Frey, Sir Dantos, Maester Harmoon of Eastwatch, Boros Blount, Ryman Frey, a reformed drunkard Aaron Greyjoy and Thoros of Mir also reformed in the Lord of Light and from history you might have had a couple like Darren the Drunkard one of my favorites Harmond Umber Dagon Greyjoy and Ulf the White uh can I point out that Ulf the White was a potential answer yes. for both of these past two questions yes. <laughs> both poisoned and a drunkard so <laughs> let that be a lesson what's the here. denominator <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, number 17. Uh, this was about uh, wines made from things other than grapes, like fire wine, pepper wine, persimmon wine, and smokeberry wine. So whose viewpoint do we hear about these wines being offered for sale? Again, this is Daenerys. Uh, she's traveling all over the place, so she sees a lot of interesting marketplaces. This was in A Game of Thrones. Uh, she meets a wine merchant in the Western Market at Vis Dothrak, and they say turning a corner, they came upon a wine merchant offering thimble-sized cups of his wares to the passerby. Sweet reds, he cried in Dothraki. I have sweet reds from Lys, Volantis, the Arbor, whites from Lys, Tyroshi, pear, brandy, fire wine, pepper wine, the pale green nectars of Myr, smokeberry browns and andalish sours. I have them. I have them. 
course, he also had a uh, <laughs> barrel of poison, poison wine yeah. <laughs> meant specifically for Danny, but uh, a lot of other interesting things. <laughs> yeah, lots of options. <laughs> lots of options. <laughs> Okay, question 18 had to do with beer. Uh, Beer is very popular and varied in Westeros, and we wanted to know about this fine brown ale served by a woman named Masha Heddle. Two-part question. Uh, Where did she serve this ale in A Game of Thrones? And why, once we get to A Clash of Kings, is she not serving it anymore? And the answer is the end of the crossroads and um sadly the reason she's not serving it anymore in a clash of kings is because she was hanged by tywin lannister at the end of game of thrones uh when you may remember that uh, masha had uh, been someone that catelyn knew when she was a young girl visiting the inn at the crossroads but by the time Tyrion returned to the inn following his imprisonment in the Eyrie, it says a gibbet had been erected in the yard and the body that swung there was covered with ravens at Tyrion's approach they took to the air squawking and flapping their black wings he dismounted and glanced up at what remained of the corpse and I believe the quote continues to comment upon the uh, red around her teeth which is noted by all the characters as well as Something that we mentioned when we talked about sour leaf. She was a well-known sour leaf chewer. So, wow. Um, R.I.P. Masha Heddle. Yeah, thanks for um, that morbid answer. Mm-hmm. I'll drink to that. Mm-hmm. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> You're like the inn at the crossroads because she died. <laughs> oh, man, God. Like, but seriously, like if you were just if you were a, an aficionado of beer or ale or like you know like the um, your microbrew or whatever, um, what a loss! Yeah. What a loss! Because she was supposed to have made the finest brown ale in the Riverland. So, um, how will they survive? A, a real, hmm. a real loss to the to the world of craft beers. So. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. Oh. We should not be laughing right now. That was so funny, though. <laughs> In White Harbor, in A Dance with Dragons, we get introduced to a wine sink called the Lazy Eel. They are known for serving the vilest wine in the city. What POV sees this fine establishment? And the answer to that is Davos Seaworth. Uh, Davos remarks on his smuggling days in, back in White Harbor, where the eel offered vile wine with meat pies full of lard and gristle that are inedible on their best days and poisonous on their worst. Mmm, yum. Want to go there? <laughs> Not. <Yeah. laughs> if you're an adventurous eater, yes. All right. All right, number 20. Uh, we want to know about, in A Feast for Crows, uh, the inn in Old Town. Uh, what is the name of the inn? What drink are they famous for serving? And this was the Quill and Tankard, and they serve a fearsomely strong cider. Um the Quill and Tankard never closed. For 600 years, it had been standing on its island in the honey wine, and never once had its stores been shut to trade. Though the tall, timbered building leaned toward the south the way the novices sometimes leaned after a tankard, Pate expected that the inn would go on standing for another 600 years, selling wine and ale and fearsomely strong cider to rivermen and seamen, smiths and singers, priests and princes, and the novices and acolytes of the Citadel. Whew. Nailed it. I <laughs> drink to that because that was a very difficult was, quote to Was read. it? <laughs> I don't know. You tell us. This drink is getting to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Wildfire. It's wildfire, Cheers, baby. Man. I'm just doing ice and fire for you, so. Yeah. Woo. Okay. All right. So in question 20, no, 21... We uh, wanted to know about the squat little cask that uh, arrived at Pentos early in A Dance with Dragons. What was in that cask is the question, and the answer is Tyrion Lannister. 
All right. Tyrion Lannister got stuck in a cask. Um, he escaped King's Landing. He was put in a boat. He basically drank himself across the narrow sea. They got to Pentos, and it says, A huge bald sailor tucked him under one arm, carried him squirming to the hold where an empty wine cask awaited him. It was a squat little cask, and a tight fit even for a dwarf. Tyrion pissed himself in his struggles for all the good it did. He was crammed face first into the cask with his knees pushed up against his ears. So Tyrion and his piss. (laughs) (laughs) Tyrion with his own piss. (laughs) gets delivered. That's how he gets delivered to Illyrio in Pentos. Is that our next cocktail? Tyrion's piss in a cask. Tyrion's bow. Cask of Tyrion's piss. Cheers. Cheers. We could get very (laughs) creative with this one. Mm. (laughs) well for our final question which you guys are dying to answer i know we visit the tavern the stinking goose we told you that we wanted to know the four named characters that we have seen in this place we have visited it twice in the main series a song of ice and fire name all four of those characters and the four characters that we meet at the stinking goose are brienne podrick heil hunt and nimble dick crab our hero, Nimble Dick Crab. <laughs> Nimble Dick Crab. Here you go. There's, there is no excuse for me to not drink to Nimble Dick Crab. So yes. let's all drink to if him. If you haven't downed your drink, drink Guys, to Nimble Dick Crab. Mm. May he ride again. Pour one out. <laughs> Nimble Dick. <laughs> the actual winner of the Davos Fingers March Madness was Nimble Dick Crab. Mm-hmm. Any other answer is rigged. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, that was it. That was our last question. That was our last question. Well, that went by quickly. Uh, it was 22 <laughs> questions. Uh, normally we do quite a few less. So we normally do 14. So, you know, this was like a bonus. You got uh, 50% more questions and you got uh, drunk hosts. <laughs> so um, hopefully that was enjoyable for you all. Uh, so thank you so much for joining us, listeners, oh, and yeah. thank you guys. My gosh. Thank you. This was thank so you. much fun. <laughs> An thank afternoon. You for, thank you for yes. <laughs> contributing your afternoon to this effort. Um, <laughs> hopefully it didn't ruin your evening. No, uh, <laughs> never. Never. <laughs> yeah, no. No, it's a blast. Thank you for having me. Good. Yes, good. thank you. So um, before we... Before we go away, why don't you guys tell me what you're what you're up to? What, what do we have on tap from Chloe and Haley these days? Uh, Chloe, go first. So we don't. Well, the usual on tap, Girls Gone Canon. We are covering both A Song of Ice and Fire still POV by POV. Right now, we are finishing up Jon Snow, uh, finishing him up in A Dance with Dragons. So we will be moving on to a new point of view character. It will be announced soon. I will tell you guys off the air, but uh, <laughs> secret for the public, secret for the public still. You guys will find out soon. And uh, other than that, we are covering His Dark Materials, both the show mm-hmm. and the books. We are finished with the first book, Northern Lights, and uh, the first season is wrapping up here in the next couple weeks. So more to come on the His Dark Materials front, but that is all from Girls Gone Canon. However, there is a, a chance there may be a drunk a Song of Ice and Fire and drinking Drinking Game of Thrones uh, hookup soon, I hear. I don't know. I've heard that too. Um, Yeah, we're on the the drunk A Song of Ice and Fire Game of Thrones uh, (laughs) 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 wavelength. We might be doing some 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 hangs potentially at uh, an upcoming convention. Um, But other than that, um, the manimals are playing gigs the usual stuff in new york city um but you can always check out our game of thrones song of ice and fire themed album seven on all of your streaming platforms it's also on Bandcamp. you can purchase it um and yeah check it out <laughs> okay well we we recommend all of the above so um you know Check out Girls Gone Canon. Check out the Manimals, uh, especially their Song of Ice and Fire themed album seven. And um, you know what else? 
come and hang with us all at Ice and Fire Con. Woo! Honestly, because that's five. That's uh, sorry. That's four months away, and we will all be there, uh, doing our thing. So, um, it's uh, we hope to see many of you there. Right? We'll do shots. <laughs> yes, I'll drink. T- I will drink to that. Woo! Yes. <laughs> Okay, well, thank you so much, uh, listeners, for joining us once again. And you guys, thanks for being here. This has been really so much fun. Um, You all let us know how you did, uh, all the usual places, whether it is, you know, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Patreon, however you connect with us. We want to know how you did with this. Uh, If you got any questions etc. Just let us know. And we will see you soon with another episode of Radio Westeros. And bye for now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.